Yeah, Draco McCoy, Bleeding Out Podcast. Uh, shout out to everybody listening. That's a uh, man. If it's your first time, shout out to everybody coming back. You feel me? You know I love you. And I hope you tell somebody you love them today, man. Because that shit, as usual, is one of the most important things that you could possibly do sometimes. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't really feel like talking too much. So I'm going to just throw in a couple promos for the homies. Because, you know, motherfuckers dropping shit. You feel me? Uh, Special shout out to Fresh Does It. Because he's always going hard. He's the first person I could think of. I just wanted to sprinkle that in there. But also, man, my boy Sirius Black. Oreo Jones and Moose, they dropped the album. Uh, they formed a group called Bless. It's spelled 81355. The album they dropped is called This Time I'll Be of Use. And that shit's fire. Not even gonna lie to you. That shit, you know what I mean? It's, it's a beautiful project. And I really wanna uh, shed light on that, man. Go ahead and collect that motherfucker if you get a chance. You need to. Um, man, shout out to Big Baby Gucci. He dropped another tape like last month called One Night I Took Acid. That shit is hard. Um, I'm always bumping that nigga, so you feel me? That's just that's just natural, bro. Know what's up, man? Pre-save Omar Apollo's new single it's called "Go Away." It drops on July 8th. You know what I mean? What, what else can I say? Like, what, what more can I say, man? It, it's the boy. It's my guy. It's it's he's the best. Yeah, listen to Madea's new shit too. I don't know how I can forget, man. This shit's a slapper. Uh, also, shout out to Soundspace Beta for sponsoring this podcast. Uh, go ahead and sign up for their studio or rehearsal spaces if you need it. They got a lot that you can have at your disposal. And, um, you know what I mean? I highly recommend it. Uh, shout out to Charlene Birdsong at WFYI. Uh, you know, just because, man. Make sure you go check out her radio show, Small Studio Signal Boost, when you get a chance. And, um... Shit, man, I had a longer list, but I really don't want to get into everything because I really want to get to this podcast. I talked to my boy Sirius Black, a longtime friend, longtime collaborator, one of my favorite rappers in the world. Uh, Shit, man, look. I be wishing I could have these conversations with my niggas already. I be learning shit about the homies. Like, it's crazy. I be figuring, like, I know niggas, but I really don't even really talk to niggas. Like, we could talk about deep shit all day, and it's just a thousand things that I just never ask. You feel me? (laughs) Maybe I'm a shitty friend, but maybe, you feel me, uh, this is what it was all meant to be. So... I'm glad we could get this shit on, um, you know, on recording. It's just a little something, something, but um, I think this shit is important. So y'all can go ahead, tap in, uh, tell somebody you love them today. Uh, I got nothing else to say. Let's go ahead and start the motherfucking show. In three, in two, <laughs> man, what? Yeah! <laughs> Draco and this motherfucker, man, bleeding out all over the motherfucking place. And I'm with my man, Sirius Black, his motherfucker, man. Yo, 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 yo. What's up with you, brother? What's good, bro? How are you, man? <laughs> I'm Shit, happy. Thank you for pulling up to the crib and kicking Yeah, it, thanks for having me, bro. Shit. You feel me? This is a, a long time coming. Yeah. Not even just like, like just this interview in particular, because I ain't even had this podcast for that long. Yeah. But I feel like, bro... I haven't gotten to ask you all the questions I want to ask you. You yeah. feel me? Like, whenever we be kicking it, niggas is making music and, and niggas is drunk or something. Like, motherfuckers <laughs> don't got time to be getting, you know, interviewed. You feel me? Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So, all right. Nah, uh, pick this up just a little bit. Got you. Nice. Got you. Oh, my man. How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm wearing all orange. You are. The, we got the orange table right here. Sitting at an orange table. You this motherfucker like Kodak Black and shit. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm happy to be here, bro. I'm glad you uh 
I'm glad you, you know, chose me to sit down with. I appreciate it. For sure, man. Yeah. Man, for the people out there, man, this is my boy, man. We've been, we've been rocking for a grip now, man. A minute. A you know, minute, I don't bro. make music with that many people on purpose, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. For real. It's been a long time coming, man. It's we, nice. uh, man, we've been rocking for a minute now, bro. We done done some crazy shit. We've done some crazy <laughs> shit. You know what? I was thinking about all the crazy shit that we've done together, like, just like this far, and like, bro, it ain't even gotten as ignorant as it's like, like it's going to get. Yeah, I know it doesn't. Yeah, it's literally just starting. Yeah, still, and uh, it's the beautiful thing, right? Yeah, man, it's it always finds a way to you know reinvent itself. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think that's what I like to do this shit for, is because like, you know, I be trying to explain to my mama because she like, oh, like. She don't like where 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 hip hop is right now and shit, you know. But I'm like, man, this shit's only like 50 years old or something like that, you know. Yeah. It's like, bro, it's still so much more to happen. So many more things going on, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I don't know. Shit's crazy, but I want to learn about you today. So that's what we here for, brother. Appreciate. It. Um, okay, so where are you from? Serious Black, the 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 most incredible rapper I know. Chill, bro. <laughs> Where are you coming from, my boy? Uh, I hail from Gary, Indiana, man, and yeah. uh, moved to Indianapolis when I was fourteen. Uh, I like to say, uh, "Gi raised me, uh, Indy made me." Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah. Uh, man, what's it like, bro? Gary, that's I, I'm scared of Gary. I'm gonna tell you that. You feel me? I ain't never really like been up there, but I only drove through, man. But niggas only talk about Gary, like it's crazy, crazy shit, man. What was it like growing up with Gary, bro? Uh, it's one of those things where you don't really realize it until you get older, you know. Yeah. It's like your parents and the people who love you and your family keep you away from danger and shield you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, as a child, you know, it's like when you're younger, you know. Sometimes you don't. If you're younger and you're poor and you're a kid. You know, it's like you're just playing. You're happy. You know, you don't yeah. even know you're poor until, you know, the world tells you you're poor. For sure. For <laughs> you know, sure. so it's like we were always we were always protected. But, um, you know, as I got older, especially moving to Indianapolis, um, you know, I realized I realized that obviously, you know, you know, Gary's just like any other place, you know, For sure. when people when the resources are slim and, you know, people have to figure it out. So they doing what they got to do. Yeah. For sure. Uh, you said, when did you move to Indy? Uh, when I was 14. You was 14. So yeah. you was out there for a minute. Uh, what type of things made you happy as a child? Man, uh, reading was one of my favorite things to do when I was a kid. I don't read as much anymore, but I loved reading. Yeah. I loved reading Shel Silverstein. Uh, <laughs> Hell yeah. I got all his books on the bookshelf over there. What's your favorite book? Um... Light in the Attic is probably my favorite one. Definitely. Fuck yeah. yeah. And the second would be uh, Where the Sidewalk Ends. Yeah, man, I loved reading. I loved writing. I wrote a lot of poetry when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. I just wrote heli poems, you know. Me too. Like That was my shit, bro. Yeah. You know what I mean? All I did was read, but then when I started, like, um, just wanting to be a writer, like, especially my mom, since we was homeschooled, like, I did a lot of just, like, work on the computer. Mm-hmm. And so I'd just still be on the computer, bro. I tried to write so many books. I'd print them out and everything, bro. That's my shit. Yeah. But like actual poems and just real wordplay. I hate trying to make up stories, but I really like trying to put shit into words, which I'm really bad at. <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel that. Like, uh, man, I I sometimes don't have the words at all. 
And even though I'm trying to muster them up, and then sometimes I know exactly what to say. Uh, the moment, it, it varies, yeah. Yeah, when did you start writing poetry? When I was uh, eight years old. When I was eight years old, I started writing poems, and then I started doing all the poetry fairs all through elementary school. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I won, like, first place in all the poetry fairs and shit when I was a kid. Hell yeah. And then, uh, and then I started writing uh, rap songs. What yeah. age you started rapping? <laughs> Come uh, on, I know you remember. 11. 11. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. What, what made you, like, decide to start rapping? Like, I, I guess that's, like, natural progression, but... I say for me, like my auntie got me started rapping. My auntie used to write bars. And yeah. so she taught me how to like actually write bars and shit, which is super fried. And it was like, I don't know how old I was, but I remember I was trying to write bars for niggas at, at school and shit. <laughs> and like, like fifth grade, I was like writing some shit for this nigga and I was talking about like fucking bitches and shit. And he was like, bro, you fucking bitches, bro. We can't talk about this shit. <laughs> I was like, nah, nigga, come on, man. It's, it's what we got to rap about. <laughs> Everybody else is doing it. Yeah, I was like, bro, just write about condoms, bro. We good. <laughs> yeah, we, we got you started uh, man. rapping, man. Uh, I started rapping because I just really like loved listening to hip hop. Mm -hmm. Like my pops would bump, you know, like OG shit. Like, uh, man, my pops loved he, the first album he ever. I remember ever really listening to with him was uh, Talib Kweli and High Tech uh, Reflection Eternal. Yeah. Which is still to this day. I mean, Talib Kweli, you know, is a, he's a good, he's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, for sure. <laughs> uh, but that album is just classic, man. Um, still to this day, just crazy record. So I just really loved the genre. I just loved rapping, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, but like writing poetry, you know, eventually turned into that, uh, you know. And at first, I've said it before, but the first song I, I ever wrote was called "Schools Out," and it was like on some like Fresh Prince, you know, <laughs> talking about school being out, hanging out yeah. at the pool with your friends, you know. I was like eleven. No, for sure. <laughs> I didn't even know how to swim. Yeah. Like, <laughs> All my first music was me just like, I think I just like really like Lil Wayne. And so, like, I was trying to rap on every beat that he would rap on. So yeah. I got, like, an upgrade you freestyle, like, somewhere at my mama's house. <laughs> and, like, shit like that, you feel me? Uh, goddamn, I don't know. But also, like, Man. I feel like I, I, when I started rapping, it was just a weird year, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, the Carter Three had dropped. It's not that long ago. Mm -hmm. You yeah. feel me? Well, I was rapping before then, but, like, when I actually was, like, passionately writing, uh -huh. you feel me? It's pretty much all because of Wayne. Which is strange, but Man, whatever. It was Jay. It was Jay-Z for me. Yeah? Yeah. The first song, the first real songs that I was ever proud of as just that I felt like I was like, all right, I have a, I have a name now. My rap name was TK. You know, oh, nice. I was like, you know, 13, 14. Uh, I was 14. I just moved down to uh, Indianapolis with my mom's. Mm. And uh, I was just like, really heavy into writing at that point. Like I was had notebooks and notebooks, you know, stacked up. Yeah. My mom was like, pick up these damn books, boy. Like leaving <laughs> all my notebooks and shit around the house. Uh, and I'll go to the Boys and Girls Club um, up the street in Mars Hill and, uh, you know, 
just like rap. I was like known as the like the little kid that like played basketball and rap. You know? Sure. Yeah. Uh you you be hooping? Yeah, man, I used to, you know, back Come in on. back in the day, man. You know. <laughs> you know, I was a little PG, man. Yeah. You know? yeah. Fuck yeah. What's the first music you remember falling in love with, like besides that Talib Kweli album? What you grow up really listening to besides that? Yeah, man. Um, at that time, like I was listening to Lincoln Park, POD, Link, like uh, Lincoln Park Link- shit is crazy, bro. I told a nigga Metallica. I used to listen to that. It was on my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lincoln Park was the first one of the first CDs I ever bought. I bought Hybrid Theory when I was eleven years old. Word. You know. And Hell like yeah. and listening to listening to that and listening to Mike Shinoda, he was a big influence on me when I was a kid. Word. You know, that kind of that made me want to start like writing more serious songs because I'm like, you know, they tried so hard, <laughs> got so far, but in the end, bro, I hate that. So does it really stop matter? It, you gotta stop. <laughs> That's real One shit thing. though. I don't know why. That's real shit though. That album still holds up. Nah, for sure. Still straight. Slaps. You know, I never listened to Metallica. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Metallica was what my uncle used to listen to Metallica and uh he had a copy of the Black album and you know, I just loved listening to that album. That album is probably the like best produced sounding album like ever, like yeah. production wise. It shit sounds insane. So this all explains like uh I guess like your your rock influence or whatever. Yeah, 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 so to speak. Yeah, man. I just I I've always been into that shit. I've always been into different shit, you know. My grandmother used to bump like Outlaw Country and shit, Johnny Cash, and she used to like bump like Holland Notes and Brooks and Dunn, you know. She was into, so I, I was always around. And my grandmother on my other side was like, you know, um, you know, third generation Pentecostal, uh, you know, uh, mother of the church. So mm-hmm. it was always, you know, uh, church music, you know. For sure. Fred Hampton or Fred Hammond. Sorry. <laughs> Fred Hammond or uh Kirk Franklin, you already know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the good shit. The good shit, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh all right, so the first time you started actually making music, I say what what year would that be? When you first started like recording. Because yeah. niggas will write forever, forever, but you feel me? Once you start really putting shit down and dropping it, you know, my whole history is on my band camp, which I need <laughs> to take that shit down. <laughs> I have so much respect for artists that like, you know, l- capture that and, and let that, story, let that man. be there. You know, Yeah. I have some, I have too many embarrassing uh, songs out there. For that, sure. That no, I mean, anybody who really on this shit got some shit that nobody <laughs> didn't listen to. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would say the first time I started recording music was with my buddy Tyler, who was the drummer of our band, Indian City Weather. Mm-hmm. He started um, making beats just like off Fruity Loops, just, you know, really random stuff. And then sure. I was just like throwing raps over him. You know, we would throw in like a forty-year-old version sample. You know, <laughs> just like kids, just shit. fucking yeah. around. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was it was cool though. It was like you know, we were cutting our teeth, you know, on with it and kind of let getting the snowball rolling. Let's yeah. talk about Indian City Weather, because uh, that was your My band, dudes, man. That was your band back in the day. That's My the first bros. first group you was in, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Indian City Weather was a hip hop band, mm-hmm. and it was like a hip hop fusion. Bam, you know, indie, indie emo elements sure. there too. Um, yeah, and we put out two uh, EPs, 
How'd you um, meet him? Uh, yeah. So I met all of those guys kind of around the same time. Uh, Tyler was my buddy who I was in a punk band with when I was younger called Cavity Season. <laughs> and all of the songs were about Halloween. That's horrible. Uh, that was really dumb. <laughs> really dumb. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man. And uh, so then, and Jonah, my collaborator, Jonah, uh, who's, you know, one of my good homies, my homie from Overslept. Um, shout out to him. Yeah, shout that out guy. to the bro. Uh, we met at Tyler's house because he used to throw house shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he threw them in the backyard. So here's a cool little story. He, the first house show he ever threw, uh, me... And Petey. Shout out to Petey. Shout out Petey. Um, me and Petey, we work in the door. And in comes, we were taking money for yeah. the door. And walks this dude who looks like Ludacris. This little short dude with a fro. <laughs> and me and Petey are like, hey, hey, bro, look, it's Ludacris. <laughs> and he tur- hey, we start cracking up and he turns around and he's like, hey, look, it's the Wayans brothers. <laughs> <laughs> That person was KC. Hell nah. <laughs> Funny as hell. Yeah, that was Shout KC. Shout KC, man. My so boy. Then, so then one of the bands pl- that was booked that night was a band called Composer Meets Corpse. Yeah. The vocalist of Composer Meets Corpse was Joey Grizz. Mm. So. Damn. So that was just like a, a good day. That's how y'all. That was like. That's the and that was two. Th- that was like 2007. 2007. Fuck. Yeah. Damn, y'all niggas been knowing each other for a grip. So, and we all were in the same, and I didn't even meet Joey that night. I just saw his band play. Yeah. But it's like all of us were, we all realized, we all had the, a moment where we were like, oh shit, we were in the same, we were in the same spot that day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's kind of hard, bro. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it was just like a cool little moment, man. You never know. Yeah. How long were you, uh, how, yeah. how long were you making music with Indian City Weather? Uh, Probably, we made music from 2000. Seven to 2012, 2013. That's a minute. Yeah. That's yeah. a long minute. How many projects y'all got? We got I was two. on YouTube trying to listen to, you know, y'all got some music videos and shit. You know what's crazy is that, like, you were really good at rapping back then, bro. Like, yeah. like everything that you have, like, that shit was poetic still. You know what I mean? Thank you, man. Here's the thing about, like, the way you rap. And I can talk about that shit forever, but it's like you got like a like every bar is 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 not wasted. You know what I mean? I say a lot of bullshit filler. I kind of repeat myself a lot. I, I'm short on subjects. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? I like to base my shit on like the energy of the song for sure and the vibes I can create and probably like flow switches and shit. You yeah. know? Yeah. But like, I can tell like every everything you make makes an image in my head. Like every bar, like. That's like the goal, I feel like, for me, is to like paint a picture. It's weird. You know? like, it's really good, though. Thank you, man. For real. It's just wild. I mean, I ain't finna quote you or nothing, but <laughs> <laughs> but that shit's tight, though. You feel me? Appreciate it, bro. For real. Um, and I thought it was cool that you was like in the band, but you was rapping. But like, also, you can sing really well. Yeah, man. We were doing a lot of... Uh, we were just doing a lot of weird stuff. We were like mixing so many different genres and and just experimenting as much as we could. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was writing all of those. I was writing all the songs. Yeah. Um, so just lyrically. So I would write um, uh, the other vocalist parts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and it was just hard to hear him like butcher some of those parts sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet. That's not the homie no more. We don't fuck with him. So <laughs> I can say that. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But shit, man. Like, all right. Uh, I love that band, though. When yeah. y'all start rocking together, what'd you end up doing after that? Yeah, man. So around the time that that stuff was ending, uh, we, in the process of Indian City Weather, we had saved up $1,000. Mm-hmm. And we took that $1,000 and we bought a uh, a 24-channel Alessis um, mixer that we could just plug a mic in and run straight in. Yeah. And it was like 24 channels, you know, so we could like layer as much as we could. And that's what we did all our demos and stuff with. And I took that to the, my crib for like three weeks and I had all of these instrumentals that I wanted to rap on. A lot of them weren't even like hip hop instrumentals. Like um, there was like a Phoenix track. Phoenix is like, um, an amazing band, uh, you know, and just like weird shit like that. Mm-hmm. It was like a dubstep track. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was just choosing shit that I thought sounded cool at the time. For sure. You know, but I wanted to put together a mixtape. And uh, I took that, you know, mixer, uh, took it to the crib, recorded a bunch of demos, and then uh, sent those demos to my buddy who was in a band. Uh, his name was Ali'i, and he worked at a studio called Monkey Boy mm-hmm. on the west side. Um, and that studio is where I recorded my first tape with Ali'i. Um, what was it called? Uh, the tape was called Smoke in the Trees. Yeah. And in that studio recording that tape is actually where I met Maxi for the first time because he was working out of that studio as well. Fuck yeah. yeah so, Shout out to Maxi. So he would like pop in like every once in a while. Like he, When he would pop in, he'd be like, well, pop in, pop his head and be like, that's what's up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah. Yeah, shout out to What Maxi, year was this? Man. That was 2012. 2012. Yeah. All right, so we're getting closer. Yeah. Uh, let's see. At some point, you link up with Oreo and Stamps, Freddie, uh, Gregor in it. Am I missing anybody? Uh, and K-Nax. And K-Nax. And y'all, yeah. and y'all made Ghost Gun Summer. Yes. Which yeah. was what I first saw. When I when I was seeing everything going on, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is goddamn. What was that? Twenty thirteen. Yep. Uh, how did you run up into all of them, and how did y'all start this rap group? Yeah, man. So, the Ghost Gun Boys. So with Stamps and K Nags, we played shows together in Indian City Weather mm-hmm. when uh, our our groups would play shows together in uh, this basement in uh, Broad Ripple. It was a venue called uh, uh, ES Jungle. Yeah, and it was um, owned by the owners of Hoosier Dome, um, or the prior owners of Hoosier Dome, and uh, we would play shows and shit together there. So I met them, and, like them, like they was doing like Wiz Khalifa covers and shit. Like, and they had like they would bring like fifty people from Geist, like in a fucking caravan, yeah. like and you just got like all the all these motherfuckers are like fucked up, like everybody's like they're all drunk, yeah. like doing like Wiz Khalifa covers. I'm like, yo, bro, I like that. I would one time I like walked outside after a show and I was like, hey, I like that track, man. Um, that uh, I didn't know it was a Wiz Khalifa song, <laughs> but he was like, oh yeah, you like that? You like you like that Wiz Khalifa cover? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, my bad, bro. I was just 
Stamp swears that never happened, but it really did. I love that. I love that motherfucker. He funny man. as hell. Bro. <laughs> like, I ain't gonna lie. I miss that motherfucker, man. I know. And he he killing it out there, you know, in, in motherfucking Nashville, man, doing Shout his out. thing. For sure. Proud of him. Um, yeah, and him Knax was his DJ making the beats and shit. So I met him at the time. And then um the OJ, Gigi, and um Freddie, I met at a gateway session, gateway three. Mm-hmm. Gateway, uh, for everybody who doesn't know, wait, you explain it. Yeah. Cause it's just like a, a, a mixtape series, right? Whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So gateway is a mixtape series, uh, a weed focused mixtape series that was created by, uh, Gigi, Greg Granite and Jay Brookins. Jay Brookins produced all the tracks and mm-hmm. then Gigi and him would collectively bring in all of these rappers from the city, um, and they would do a, a shut in where they would like have like a, a lock in, I should yeah. say, um, and just lock in for 24 hours, record a tape and then put it out. That shit was super you know, tight. Off, I was there for the, the six one, bro. And that shit was like, I think it was, yeah, it was Gateway Six. Yeah. That shit was hard, bro. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, that was the one where I got to take over um, and kind of bring bring like uh all of our people in for sure you did a good job so then i'm yeah so i met those dudes uh at that session and then eventually you know we thought about we were just all making music together like we had matt riefler our Mm -hmm. engineer and he was in indianapolis at the time and he was staying at uh my crib you know and he would and Freddie was recording his tape, and then he would bounce over to Stamps' crib, and Stamps would record his album, and then he'd go to Grizz's crib, and he'd record his album, and we were just, we recorded probably like a hundred songs collectively, yeah. you know, and then like, you know, uh, you know, we did Chief's album, like, at yeah, the, I was just going in. we were just going in together, everybody was collectively working, you know, and uh, eventually it just made sense for us, uh, Ghost Gun Summer, you know, we kind of decided to like come together and like form this little group to go on tour. It started off as a as a group to go on tour. It was like, well, how can we take five dudes on tour, market it as one package? Mm-hmm. You know? It was like I like well, I like I like how y'all came up with that. I did yeah. not know that was the whole thing around it. Yeah, yeah. So touring for y'all, because I thought it was amazing that y'all were actually, you know, going city to city and, and making shit happen. Uh but I was always like confused on how like I don't know. It's it seemed difficult to go around with so many people. You know what I mean? It was an experience for sure. I and mean, let's talk about it, man. So <laughs> yeah, like the how long how many tours did y'all go on? We did five tours together in total. Mm-hmm. The longest one we did, I think, was two months, over two months. Fuck that. And uh yeah, we had <laughs> we, Fuck, that's crazy. We had a big ass van, uh, Dolores. Shout out Dolores. She got mm-hmm. us. She got us through the home stretch. Yeah. Uh, what was that like, bro? It was wild, man. You 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 grow closer. You can't help but grow closer because you're you know packed in a in a car together. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes somebody's foot might be in your face, or you have to share a pillow, or you know, like this pre COVID. You know, so, <laughs> no, but it's like, you know, and you have to Tetris your suitcases in the back because there's literally not enough room, but you just have to make it fit, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, but it sharpens you up um, as an artist. It sharpens your performance skills up. You know, at the end of that two month tour, we had our set down 
to a to a science. I it bet. was like I knew where OJ was stepping when my verse was ending, and he knew how to come up. And I spun. You know, it was like everybody knew collectively how to move um, freely, like on stage and having to coordinate five individual big personalities on on stage like that is like you know it's like a dance you know you got to figure it out yeah. yeah i mean and i always thought it was really special the way that i don't know did y'all take the drummer with you did y'all take adam with you unfortunately we didn't get to take adam with us we would have loved to so um, i know like uh one thing that was just amazing about you guys from my whole experience of knowing y'all is your your um your performances you know and it was just surprising that you guys were just all of you are so good at it and it's not like you're trying and i know when you met me nigga i could not i had no stage i was bad you hey, feel me bro. but it's like i was shitty because all y'all passed the fucking trial period before me hey man you caught up quick though because I, I, re- I had to nigga. <laughs> hey real shit like the first the first show i ever remember seeing you play was the double house party yeah bro at 945 947 that shit was hell too uh, that yeah that shit was hell that shit was legendary this yo. might be the third time i talked about it on here too really yeah man <laughs> cuz it means that much bro yeah it really does man i shout out jake uh jacob gardner and you know uh there there's so much history in that house mm mm-hmm. Like so much history in that house. I, uh, man, he and, he was telling me all the and cool it's, shit, and it's so cool, man. Uh, that we got to kind of be a part of that before, you know, uh, you know, it was gone. But For it's sure. like that that sh- that show specifically was just so cool, man. There were so many like you know rad ass bands, you know, and everybody was just like. Was putting cigarettes out on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, know? I mean, and I was like the first show that I saw where it was like, oh uh, yeah, like damn, rappers and 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 bands can perform together, and like that shit was hard. Like everybody wanted to see all of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but also, like I always thought it was cool the way that y'all can go on, and y'all always had uh, Adam drumming for you and shit like that, and it always just seemed like like a really big thing when you would touch the mic. You know what I mean? Everybody know all the words to your shit. You know, niggas is jumping, niggas, of course, breaking floors and all that stupid <laughs> shit that we did. You know what I mean? And, like, oh, I don't shit. know. It was just something cool about it. But I could tell that, like, all the tours and, and shit that y'all been through, like, had to have framed it. Because, shit, when you and Stamps would be on or you and fucking Oreo would be on together, like, the way y'all can hit each other ad-libs and, and just, you know, if there's one mic, y'all will go ahead and get it through there. I don't know. It's just hard, bro. Yeah. And that's the type of shit that, like, I don't know. I feel like it, it forced my... uh just forced me to get better. Also, it's like a rapper too. Like, every y'all niggas like over me pissed me off. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I was like, yeah, hey, I gotta bro. get better, bro. Man, yeah, bro. You snapped though. Like that first little show. It was like you, you, you were still catching your foot, your yeah, footing, you know? Sure. Like you had the mic up like this. Yeah. Like you was like going <laughs> in, like little bead, little dreads, you know. Yeah, bro. I like, used to wear a scar- uh them, them bandanas all the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> It's like, Very bro, random. bro, snapping though, man. And then, but it was like, it comes with time, man. And you worked hard, you know, to to get where you at. And then I remember seeing it at a certain point. I remember I was at the hi-fi one time. I was like, ah, oh, see, this nigga got it. Like, yeah. the crowd there, like, it's like, it's all, it's, it's, in, it's in the palm of your hand, you it, know? It felt good, too. Yeah. Bro. I ain't gonna lie. All right, so you remember when we met? 
I be trying to remember the first time I met people and I'm so horrible at it. And I be feeling like a dickhead. I do remember. But yes, I remember the first time we met. Did we meet when we did that tape or did we meet before that? No, the very first time we met was when we did that tape. That's when we first met. Yep. Because that's the only thing that I remember. Yep. The very first time we met was when we did that tape. We got to talk about this one. <laughs> All right. So, boom. Because, like, this is something that's, like, very, very, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like it changed everything. Yeah. For, for me, it. at least. Because it's, like, this is when I was still in my mama. You feel me? I, I did not know y'all niggas yet. Yeah. It was only one person that, like, had me kind of tapped in. It's this girl named Amelia. And she put me on to everything. Shit. Flacco shit. All the board shit, uh, um, the 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 good life shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew about E Jazz, Yeah uh, Ali, uh, fucking everything she put me on to, and I was just like, damn, that's pretty fucking cool. But around that time, I was still like just dropping my own shit, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that nigga Chief hit me up, and it was super random. I think it's some of our first like interactions where he's like, yo, you need to fuck with me. We need to do this shit real quick. Boom. Yeah. And then like that was around the time where like I was chilling with him. And he just was like, yo, I'm pulling up. This is like all I remember is just him pulling up to my mama's house with Dylan. And then we go to the crib and you there. Garcia was there. I don't even think Dylan was there. I don't we know. Put, we pulled up. I was there with you. With I was there in the car. Because we, we stopped at the gas station. Yeah. And uh, like we stopped at the gas station and hopped out the car. Started chopping it up. And I was like, damn, this nigga nigga tall as shit. What the fuck? <laughs> Say <laughs> <laughs> nigga tall as shit. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah man. I was like, damn, I didn't know this nigga's that tall. That shit was funny as hell. And then um, I remember us being like, yeah, man, I guess we're gonna do this tape. You know, we were talking about it for a while, um, or not? We were we we were talking about it prior for a few days because um, Chief had been like, you know, uh, y'all should do this. Y'all should do a tape. Yeah. I was like, I'm down. That sounds dope. Let's yeah. do that. You know, uh, and you had already reached out to me before and I was like, yeah, man, I fought with this kid. And you like had this song, that song, Bitch, I'm Positive. Yeah. And I was like, yo, man, that was the first track I'd ever heard. I was like, yo, this is dope. Like, this is the type of energy that, you know, people need to be putting out. Like, for sure. You know? That was definitely uh, some of my more like, and that's what I've been trying to get back into. You know, I used to always have, like. I feel like there's a lot of different stages of like just me as a musician, you know? Absolutely. I think that's the beauty of, you know, being an artist and a creative, you know, like Bjork or, you know, not to compare ourselves to somebody like Bjork, but it's like a Bjork or a Beck is a different person every album, yeah. you know? And I think there's like, there's something admirable about, uh, admirable about that. For sure. Know? But I've been trying to tap back into that because I remember like a few years ago, you was like, yeah, the first shit I heard about you, it was like more melodic. Uh, softer voice type of situation, you feel me? And I progressed into a, a lot a more aggressive, angrier, yeah. faster rapping nigga. But I be trying to bring it back, you know what I mean? And like trying to mix them both for sure. But the 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 special thing about that day, and or I don't, we we did that tape over a few days, didn't we? I feel like we only linked together twice to get that shit done. But it was like five songs. I was listening to it earlier. All my verses. Seven. Horrible. Yeah, I was, was trash. Bad. No, was, you were good. Bro. I was trash, bro. But the special thing about it was the whole thing was produced by Black Youth. Yes, which is fucking yes. weird, bro. Yeah, shout bro. out my brother Raylan. That nigga Raylan, was man. like fourteen. It's wild to think that like we all did that tape, um, and seeing the progression of everybody as artists, and then 
him coming around to being like, you know, you're like longtime collaborator now, yeah, bro. you know, and seeing, I, I just love seeing that the way that shit flourishes, man. It's fucking weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's wild. It's fucking weird. <laughs> Cause like now, like, bro, he's like my main, my main guy. And like when I, when we first worked with him, bro, I had no idea who he was. It's so weird, bro. Yeah, and he I'm, went by a different name too. Quasar, Quasar. Makanu, yeah. or some shit, some Dragon Balls you guys <laughs> That shit was hard though. Yeah. But Black Youth is the hardest name I ever. For heard. real, Black Youth is the literally the hardest rap name ever. Yeah, I can't think of a harder name than that. And it matches him too, cause he be acting like uh Huey from Boondocks and shit. Nah, like, for real. <laughs> like, like, for sure. Uh, man. All right. So boom. That's when we linked up. That was 2014. Yeah, man. And that Damn. was like I had that tape. Hold my whole dick. <laughs> On a fucking cassette going around the city. You feel me? Yeah, bro. You I just had, didn't give a that's fuck, That's when I bro. was dropping tapes over and over Yeah, and over. you was just constantly like, boom, boom, boom. Because, bro, I was like, I got to speed up my progression. If I got beats, I got to use them because these niggas is hard. And I can't not be hard, so I got to get harder. So every time I had shit, I just dropped it and just keep making more shit. But I had to keep dropping it. You know, you got to... Absolutely. Like, you can't be a better fighter without getting in fights. Yeah. So it was like... I got to do as many shows and make as much music as I can and before, like, and just trying to spar with myself. You feel me? Yeah, that's how you, like, chip away at it, you know? Exactly. Like, to, like, chip away at it to, like, find your outline, you yeah. know? Uh, and it's crazy because all the shitty music I was dropping, like, I didn't realize that it would actually help me, like, getting my name out there. So that shit was hard. But shit, like, 2014 is when we made that shit. Yeah. He's just moving, moving, moving. But I want to know, like... Uh, through your eyes, what was the the evolution of the indie scene that you were in from when you were in the band to around the time where we linked up? Yeah, there. Um, because I say like when I pulled up, it was really really cool. They like y'all had did a lot of the groundwork as far as like in the square and all the venues and shit, like being down to fuck with rappers. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I, I when I came around. Uh, what I heard or what I felt like it was just mainly a punk scene and the rap shit was fairly new or whatever and like a lot of that shit was kind of kicked down by y'all niggas even to this to this day ain't not, not really ain't that many other like rappers that can be on punk shows or that have you know been accepted in that community or I don't even know if it's that deep but you feel what I'm nah, saying yeah nah it's not really an acceptance thing it's more so like the the I don't know I, I don't necessarily like to think that the camaraderie wasn't as strong. Um, but I think more so like we just kind of honed in, you know, mm -hmm. together. Uh, For sure. Like, and I think that we, you know, I, w I grew up in punk bands. OJ, Oreo grew up in punk bands, you know, and OJ was already in Found Square. Um kind of playing shows and just, you know, uh, within the community, like in, with, within the DIY community already. Um, and he kind of opened up his wing and like, you know, fucked with me and was just like, you know, yo man, come, come do a song on, on my set, you know, mm -hmm. at here, you know, with, and with me and DMA, you know? Yeah. Uh, shout out to him, man. Yeah. Shout out Moose, man. Uh, so it was like, <clears throat> it was like, that was cool. Cause you know, I feel like after that, we just kind of like started to, you know, play shows together. It was just kind of like a natural thing, you know. Uh, I can't even really recall when it happened, but it was just like, you know, 
well, performing shows in this city is kind of, or just performing shows like in general while you're coming up is some wild shit, right? Because yeah. you get some shows where, you know, either you open it up for somebody. I did a lot of those, like going to Emerson and shit like that. And it's like crazy crowd. Yeah, Thankfully, man. I don't think I've ever like felt like nobody fucked with me at any of those. You know what I mean? Which was tight. Felt maybe I was kind of spoiled at some points, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, also I like that. I've been to places and did shows to motherfuckers that didn't even stare at me at all. You feel me? Like just being in front of just the wrong people, the wrong time type shit, and like, um, you know, what I mean, how what was it like for you just coming up doing local shows uh in the square and like when did that start to uh, change for you? Yeah, um, I started OJ. OJ had brought me in on a couple shows, you know, and then from there. Uh, once I got in my bag, I just really started to to go. Um, mm. I did a tape called Rite of Passage in 2013. And then in 2014, I uh, released my album Light in the Attic. Um, and uh, 2014 is when I linked up with uh, Rad Summer, and Action Jackson, and OJ. Um, and they helped me put out that record. Uh, and that was... The first time we had uh, sold out the hi-fi. Man, uh, Light in the Attic is really, really good. Yeah, man. I still love that album. Like, I, bro, I loved it from like like the whole... Who who produced that album? Was it just one producer? Yeah, Bones of Ghost. Bones of Ghost. Yeah. Okay, let's get into this album. So like, because that was in 20... What year was that? 2014. 2014 was a good year. It was. 2014 was a good year. That's man. crazy. Yeah. Niggas don't talk about 2014 enough for real. For real. But like, uh, like, Bones of Ghost, I feel like you and him, just the, his sound was like kind of captivating in a way. You know what I mean? It, it, every song has a very homegrown classic feel, but none of it's like emotional to like the extent to where like you can't perform it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, absolutely. The shit that you, the shit that you put together on these songs is just, uh, it's almost like it was built to perform. But it was also built to like, like uh, who was it? Raylan, Black Youth. He explained it the best. He said this is the type of shit that people will hear when they're young, and they'll create who they are from like that point forward. Damn, yeah, man. Oh, I love that. Appreciate you know what I mean? that, man. He, we and that's what us talking about the new shit that you got coming. You feel me? But it's like it, it's the type of music that really can stick with people forever. And I think it's just because of the quality. Um, yeah, I I love that album so much. Working with Bones of Ghosts, we did an album prior to that uh, called uh, Ancient Lights, and that was our first collaboration. Mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of strung together from instrumentals that he had sent me um, and older things, more jazz-inspired stuff. And then with Light in the Attic, uh, we kind of, that was the first record where every track was, you know, from inception focused on this concept. And uh what was the concept? Like what was a uh, what was your mind state around that time? Yeah, I think it was I I felt like I was coming into a new space, a new it felt like an enlightening time in my life. Mm -hmm. Uh my daughter Kita was going to be born probably 4 months before or I'm sorry, she was going to be born um yeah, probably like 4 months before the record dropped. So um I was just like in a in a in a very grateful space, mm -hmm. and I was reminiscing on my childhood and reminiscing on you know things that I loved from my childhood and 
I loved Shel Silverstein. I loved that book, Light in the Attic. And that was something that was passed down to me from my mom. And I wanted to, you know, give her those memories as well. For you know? sure. Yeah. Who, who did the cover art for that? Because it's so perfect. Yeah. Uh, this guy named Richard did the cover art. I told him what I wanted and he just sketched it out for me. He was He's a tattoo artist. Um, and then I sent it to Justin Shimp from Brain Twins mm -hmm. and him and uh, Brain Twins uh, got together and uh, put the full con concept artwork together, uh, which was really cool. They killed it. So yeah. I think that's another thing that I admire about you is just like how when you, it's you and, and Matthias, like y'all niggas get together, you're like, uh, you know, Medeiros when he's gonna make a project, like he really makes the project, and he's not trying to like slap whatever on it just to get it out. You know what I mean? Like he really puts a lot of work in all that shit to the point where it'll take him forever to to finish a project. You feel me? Yeah. Uh, but that was something that he had to, and and watching you, you feel me? Like niggas had to like kind of show me how to do that because I just never really think think about shit before I do it. Yeah. And I had a bad bad habit of just dropping songs with a selfie or a <laughs> screenshot of something. You feel me? And like putting together a tape and putting whatever picture I had last out as the cover. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, uh, you know, that's when I started taking my shit more seriously, getting art made and shit like that. But, like, um, what is the process for you when, you, when you're when you like, okay, boom, this is the producer, here are my beats. Like, how do you uh, start making the album? Yeah. With, this, with that record, it was really cool because Bones was my first real collaborator, and he is a musician. Mm -hmm. He chops up all his samples. He samples his own voice, stretches it out, turns it into synths, flips it, does all kind of crazy shit. He goes off. Yeah, he's he's a he's he's a producer, uh, in that sense. And a lot of his beats felt finished to me. Mm -hmm. Like, like you, they don't they don't they didn't need like lyrics. They didn't yeah. need a song on them. That's you know, the best shit though, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it, but I I loved finding my space because I respected him so much as an artist and I respected this piece of music so much that I wanted to, I didn't just want to get on it and, you know, you know, uh, fucking brah, you know, I didn't want to just get on it and fucking do whatever on it or, or, you know, I wanted to, f I wanted to respect his piece of music that he had brought to the table and, as a collaborator, find my space within it. And, uh, like, I think that's, like, something that I've definitely carried with me, uh, you know, through my whole career since then, for sure. I like that. I think that's pretty, I don't know, it's something that, uh, you know, I, t I personally think is uh, important. Yeah. You know what I mean? To be the one that, to, to have somebody with you that can tell half the story. Absolutely. Or most of the story. Because, you know, I love simple beats that niggas can make something crazy out of. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like also like niggas, I'm not just riding around listening to Laffy Taffy. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Like I love this shit that where it's like uh, everything about the, the album sounds captivating. That's why I like when Kanye West drops some shit. You know what I mean? And he, yeah. he gets so much involved into it where it's like, damn, I'm listening to a movie. Yeah, for real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's the type of shit that I have yet to create in my eyes. Uh, yeah, I feel like I haven't really, I haven't really done that for myself yet. I love every record I've ever dropped in the moment, and I still love all of them for their own, for my for their own reasons. But uh, 
I feel like I haven't had that magnum opus, you know? Yeah. Like that motherfucking... Man, why know? this nigga Raylan just said that exact, that exact same fucking sentence to me like a week ago? Really? Yeah. <laughs> but his ass is crazy. I, you know what? I would really love to hear y'all two like, work on the album. Man, I, that's really definitely on the bucket list, bro. For, for real. Sure. But you and Bobby been going crazy, though. Shout out to Bobby Trill. Yeah, shout out to homie Bobbert, man. Bobbert. <laughs> My bro, Bobbington. My boy. Yeah. yeah, but like you got a bunch of you got a bunch of tapes out at this point now. Like, I don't even want to like, you know, harp on. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, like I got super it. duper old shit, man. Yeah. You feel me? You been putting that shit back to back. You feel me? You getting ready for uh this next album, which I'm super excited for. Yeah, man. Uh, what's it called again? Uh, Cinephile. 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 You want to talk about it yet? Yeah. Should we keep it low? Yeah, man. We can talk about it. Yeah. Is, it, is it all produced by Bobby? It's all produced by Bobby Trill. Uh, and we, in the past six months, me and Bobby have recorded 60 plus songs. And what? we have just been stocking them up. This first batch of songs, we started writing at the same time we wrote them all from inception front to back from scratch beat and lyrics in three days we did 11 tracks in three days uh and yeah man so it's just like it feels like a stream of consciousness man and the it's a mixtape about movies it's like (laughs) we 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 started writing these songs and I started noticing all of these movie references that I was putting in the songs. And then once I noticed it, I was like, all right, well, let's see how far I could take it. You know, let's see how many I could put in one song without it being corny or, you know, oversaturated, you know, and then it started to be a game. It's like, now it's like a world's where's Waldo of fucking movie references. You know, it's like a bunch of Easter eggs. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, Easter eggs. Exactly. So motherfuckers can kind of like figure out how many there are, but I'm, yeah, man. Uh, (laughs) That's it's, so cool, though, bro. It's a quarantine album, yeah. So for sure, yeah. yo. So like, I'm I'm not I'm I have a, a a select amount of movies that I've seen, and I watch them over and over and over again. Like Matrix movies, I'm watching the fucking uh, Lord of the Rings series again. Yeah. You feel me? I'm about to get the Tower, uh, the ISR on, uh-huh. uh, the, the big ass uh, with the eyeball on the top. I'm about to get a tattoo on my leg. <laughs> You feel me? I am Mordor. Yeah, yeah, bro. So, <laughs> so like, uh, I don't know. Let's talk about movies, bro. Cause yeah. I don't, what's your favorite like type of movies? Uh, hold up. Pause for a second. Cause I'm a uh, I'm I gotta I gotta look real quick. Mm-hmm. This nigga over here, uh, going through his movie collection and shit. He said, "Hold up, man. Let me let me take inventory." What, you going to give me a top five or something? Uh, I'll tell you some of my favorite stuff right now. All right. Uh, So, yeah, man, some of my favorite stuff I've seen right now. Um, There's a movie called Mandy. Uh, Mandy, is that that shit with... Uh, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas, bro, wait, yeah. right, start there. Yeah. The movie is fucking fried. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Directed by Panos Cosmatos. Fucking phenomenal, man. That movie's uh, crazy. Insane. Um, another, one of, um, another one of my favorite directors right now, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Um... He uh, did a movie called The Lobster, uh, which What's was that about? great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you got to explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So The Lobster, it's uh, starring Colin Farrell. And basically, it's in this like dystopian future where if you don't get married or find a mate at a certain point, you go to a resort. You get sent to a resort to where in which you are paired with a mate through uh, a process of um, dates and games and shit. But 
people try and run away and they get like shot and brought back, like mm-hmm. shot with like sleep darts and brought back. And uh, it's really weird. Like everybody's like a serial killer. Like nobody can find a, a mate like because they're all <laughs> fucking weirdos. Yeah. Like so like everybody's like just insane. But Colin, Colin Farrell is uh, in there. And if you don't find a mate after your 60 day stay, you get turned into an animal of your choice. That's kind of hard. And the dude chooses a lobster because they mate for life. Wait, is that a spoiler? No, it's not. Okay, cool. It's called, the movie's called The Fucking Lobster. <laughs> I don't know, nigga. <laughs> I really hate that, though. That sounds like it'd be a better book. Yeah. No, it's, it's really good, though. Um, yeah, I'm, that, uh, I love Sorry to Bother You. Um, Let me tell you. thought that was great. I hated that movie after the last arm of it, or whatever you would call it. <laughs> That shit really pissed me off, bro. And I like left the movies feeling like I was high, bro. Yo, that's some real shit. Amazon is like definitely on some like, you know, creating, gene splicing, creating creatures and shit. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out multi-billion dollar corporations (laughs) experimenting. (laughs) What type of movie would you be in if you were an actor? You should be. Or, uh, or if you were like to direct a movie, don't let nobody steal your idea. No, I have I have quite a few. Uh, really good ideas. I'm not gonna air them here because I'm yeah, not a fucking not, idiot. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want. Oh, like, sorry. Right, what's, if you were to act, would you be a fucking like? What type of movie would it be in? Yeah. I can see you in a horror movie. I would top. definitely do a horror movie. If yeah. I was gonna direct a movie, I would. If I was gonna be a director, I would go like uh, a psycho thriller horror uh, genre. That's your you shit. Know? Yeah, you I would. Like, you like scary shit. I'd be on some Jordan Peele shit. Like there'd be like. It'd be like a fucking, you know, Inception, but like with zombies, <laughs> you know. Hell yeah, yeah. nigga. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, whenever you get to doing that shit, bro, I, I'm going to start my acting career. And it's going to be incredible. And then what I need you to do is I need you to get my head chopped clean off. I got you, bro. Like clean. Like after like two seconds, I want this shit to start squirting. <laughs> <laughs> On some samurai shit? Yes, bro. I don't know what happens, but I, I don't know. That's just all I want. I just want to be in a movie just had that shit happen to me one time. For real. You yeah. know what I mean? I think I'd be a good, like, scary movie actor, but I don't think I got good screams. Like, I couldn't see myself being like, ah, ah. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah. Ah, ah. Uh, what, another thing that I know about you, besides you being in the movies, uh, I think one time we was... We was turned, and he's just talking about conspiracies and shit. Yes, I am. Uh, I am a conspiracy theorist. Are, is it just that you like they like that shit type? That type of shit excites you? Um, no, I'm. I'm really into theology, alternate history, rewritten history. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so much we don't know uh, about. Um, our history. Uh, I mean, not to go hotep, but just as black people, but also um, on the other end, just as hum- in, as humanity, you yeah. know? Um, and, I think once I'm, oh no, go ahead. And I also think on the other end of that, there's also a lot we don't know uh, because it's not made prevalent to us um, through mainstream sources. Well, you, you see to, they're finna start dropping that UFO, that UFO shit. Yeah, that kind of seems like a distraction to me. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like they're, it feels like they're, tr- we've all, we all know that aliens and shit 
to a certain degree is out there. It um, has to be. We there are government documents about it, you know, even detailing alien species that we've been in contact with that we have info on, you know. So I think that them revealing that right now is definitely pushing an agenda. Um, now, one time yeah. I say what, what you was fucking my head up with was it that inner earth theory shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, of course, I, I didn't watch all of the fucking King, Hollow, uh, King Hollow Kong earth theory. and fucking... Well, I was watching the fucking Kong, Godzilla versus King Kong and shit, <laughs> and they're, like, super into that shit. You feel me? Yeah. Like, all right, so boom. Like, just give me, like, uh, like, like three things that I can go look, like, just bury myself into YouTube about. Um, I don't know. I can send you some stuff. You should send me some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'll send you some stuff. I don't want to <laughs> say anything that could be used against me in a court of yeah, law. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff, man. There's so much stuff that's just out there, you know. What but, else are you into, bro? Um, this is just where we just yeah at the man end of the, man we bullshitting today yeah because I, I just feel good right now I'm uh I just been into you know films of course uh been doing a lot of reading um I just been recording I've been I've been obsessively recording music man that's that's all I've been I recorded four new songs yesterday bro um, I saw, yesterday yeah damn nigga see I don't I be wishing that like I had more time to record shit. You know, yeah. my life is like so hectic. I ain't been able to record anything. And then I tried to sit down and record some shit the other day and fucking, uh, I believe in my shit plugged into shit. And so like the ends of chords, we getting snapped off into whatever I had it plugged <laughs> into. And yeah, bro, I was very, very pissed, but I, I'm going to get that right shit. Um, I, goddamn. Just, I just been setting up a schedule. Like these, this is the day that I am recording music. You can bother me if you want. <laughs> but just know this is what's happening for sure. You know, and it's like this is this is the day. So I do want to talk about like uh like like your rap style, like uh yeah. what would be your influences like as far as other rappers? Yeah, um, I mean Jay is definitely probably the top. You know, um, Pac. Yeah. I know, like definitely even niggas the default. Yeah, I know. Giving niggas the <laughs> default for show. Uh, Any other rappers you like? You do a big fan of? Yeah, uh, um, I was a big fan of Sage Francis growing up, mm-hmm. which is uh, just like white dude who, you know, was a spoken word poet, but you know, put out rap albums, has a label of his own. Um, was a big fan of him growing up, uh, and I really love like you know a lot of the experimental shit right now. I love Injury Reserve. Of uh, JPEG hard. Mafia, he's hard. Um, yeah. He's super hard. Yeah, because he be like is... producing that shit and like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man, I I love it. I love the style. Man. I think that's the the type of lane that I'm trying to get more into. You yeah. know what I mean? Just I I I love when you can tell people are just going for it. Mm-hmm. You know, for um, sure. it's nice to be in your bag, but it's like when, like, it's like it's. You get you. It's not. It's nice to be in your bag, but like sometimes, like you gotta like, fucking. Sometimes you gotta create some shit. Like yeah. you gotta like. It's like opposed to being in the pocket. It's like you gotta like try. You gotta jump. You know, and just mm-hmm. like try that. Try that shit. And like, actually, dude, I feel like shit's been like kind of boring because everything's so repetitive. I feel like everybody just wants to hear something different. You know, yeah. which is like 
why like Thug popped off so hard because he was like inventing flows and shit. Yeah, niggas man. is like like for real going higher <laughs> up on the vocal frequencies. Niggas got the baby voices and shit. You feel me? I think the experimentation is at an all time high, and I think that's why it makes people uncomfortable because it's not the same pocket that mm. that they're used to people getting in. You know, it's like there's it's like people are trying new shit, and it's like sometimes it sticks and sometimes it doesn't. You know, but it's like that's what you that's you have to do that shit to figure out what works. Yeah, for sure. Like when like stand up comedians, like when they're, you know, shaping a new set, it's like they're doing jokes and hopping up there doing jokes and nobody's laughing. Yeah. Like nobody. But it's like that's that's how they know. All right. Well, that's not going to work here. You know, and then it's like, well, the next joke gets a laugh. Well, all right. I know I'm going to keep that one for sure. And it's like you just kind of have to build on that to make your outline, you know. And then also like. We're at a at a very good, um, I guess, like just few years to be alive because a lot of shit, uh, we don't really have to give a fuck if other people like our shit. Yeah, exactly. Which is it's tight, like, you know. I think that's and that's another thing, man. I've never really ever made music for anybody else yeah. outside of me. You know, it's like I don't, I don't do this shit because I like want. Or I think people like it, or I feel like I owe anybody anything. Like mm-hmm. I'm no fucking martyr. I'm no fucking vessel. I'm I'm just a fucking black dude in Indiana. You know, <laughs> for like, sure. You know, and, but it's like, but at the same time, it's like, it. Fuck. What were we talking about? My bad. Well, uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, all right. So I did have a question, bro. Like, because if anybody was to like ask me. Um, about like the sound in Indiana or what I could say like is some of the most unique sounding shit or you know could describe how I feel um, you know can explain everything or, or provide a certain type of vibe uh, you're one of the people that I would point them to you know what I mean so I mean I, it's a lot of different um, I guess genres of music that come from here yeah. but also very unique shit still absolutely you know what I mean um, but I think you know that's type of the shit that makes Indiana Indianapolis music special. Um, and then I love the fact that we've been doing a lot of shit to keep the everything progressing. You know, we got the uh, trees. I know you had your new hands festival. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's like an effort, you know, to like one. be a part of the community and let people know that the culture we cultivate, you know, is special and it has a place and it has value. Um, and it adds value. Mm-hmm. Um, it it brings in money, you know, and I think it needs to be respected as such. I think a lot of times creatives and the culture that we create in the cities we live in, a lot of times is looked at as an afterthought. And in reality, it's the basis, you know, it's one of the foundations, you know, of what, what we build and share together for sure and i'm really happy that like people here are starting to get their shine bro for real you feel me like shout out to fresh man shout out to motherfucking uh mateus omar apollo uh you seen that one girl she's been going crazy maida yeah yeah she's killing it that's fucking nuts bro like i just like when people get chose yeah man you feel me when people people get their shot man you know what i mean i let it see what goes on after that for real Um, but like what do you think it would take for for us as a state to be known like 
you know, the way niggas mentioned Detroit and Chicago and L.A., is that, like, even something that you feel like we should be focused on or is important? Or do you think, um, I, I, me personally, I think it would be really sweet to, to have the city of Indiana or the state of Indiana, you mean, respected as a... Um, you know As a hip hop I mean? staple, yeah. I Not even just hip hop, bro. Just music in but general. Just a music like, staple. Got, Absolutely. I niggas think... got Mike. You feel me? Niggas got Freddie. Niggas got Omar. Uh, niggas got us, bro. You yeah. Feel me? There's so much. There's so much music talent in Indianapolis. I would put our roster up against any city in the state or any city in the country. It's true. You know? Like I would because I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. You know, like not all of it, but I've seen so much greatness uh, in such a short period of time. And yeah, like you said, man, it's just dope to see, you know, people getting their shine and, and those affirmations coming back because it's great for the city. It's great for all of us. And, you know, we don't if we had if or if, if we had a flagship artist or if we one day have a flagship artist that pops through this bubble and, you know, you know, ushers uh, ushers in this new era, so be it, you know? Yeah. But I think that what we're building slowly but surely collectively together is going to last longer and it's going to be stronger uh, in the long run because it's all us, you yeah. know? 100%. It's 100% us. And it's like, it's, it's easy to feel like you're in an echo chamber, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, I, I know you know, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I know. for real, you know, but, uh, but I think we're making strides right now, man, and we need to definitely uh, celebrate those moments. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's why I wanted to start this and like, you know, for this podcast, I've been kind of uh, just back and forth for, you know, for one to figure out how I can make it progress or whatever, you know what I mean? While yeah. I'm still working on my music, this has been big for me. Yeah, just being man. able to uh, get better at my art. Real shit, and then, bro. Like you've, tapping in with the homies and shit. You've really, uh, it's dope to see you kind of build these lanes for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even with the podcast and getting back into art. You know, when I first met you, I feel like you know you were you know heavy on doing art. You know, yeah, back heavy then, on even. just doing everything I can by myself. Do it one hundred percent DIY. You know, I think that's another thing. You know, we both come, we both have that DIY mentality. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like. You want to, it, it, you want to build on, you know, your artistry and who you are as a creative, and like, you have to by by you have in order to do that, you have to try new shit. You yeah, know, you, you gotta you gotta step out and and jump. You gotta try, you know, to you gotta try start a podcast. You mm-hmm. know, and you've been fucking killing this shit by the Thank way, you. man. Thank For you. real, bro. You should be proud, man. I'm trying, like, bro. I, I just wanted to get better. I really wanted to get better at speaking, bro. I'm yeah. like bad at, um, you know, I, I ain't even gonna call it puberty or something, but I have a really weird voice. Whereas, like, sometimes it could be like this. And then, as you know, like, shit is starting getting all fucking weird. <laughs> and, you know, I just start, uh, so I had to get comfortable with it. And this has been a way for me to, uh, I don't know, it's like uh, learning how to, uh, like, how niggas could be having to do PR training and shit. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'm teaching myself and damn near, like, bro, what if, I don't know, niggas start getting me on the radio for real. You know what I mean? Or something like. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah sure, it's man. like me it's getting like, myself ready for different jobs if rap don't work out. Exactly. Which I mean, <laughs> I don't like to say that out loud, but <laughs> no. But it's like, and it's also it's like any any lane that you can add on to 
the music, you know, whether that be you're a painter or, you know, like you're doing like kickboxing and shit now. Yeah. You know, it's like those lanes open up so many other opportunities because it adds on to, you know, the brand and it adds on, it adds on to our, visu- our visual representation. For sure. You know, it's like a, of what people see. It's like, oh, well, it's like another another uh, leg of our personality that, you know, we let people in about. You know? Yeah. And honestly, like, I'm, I'm, it's hard for me to, uh, you know, to, 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 to tap in with the people. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I have a, just a rough time. Just like, I don't like taking pictures and getting on Instagram live. Yeah, and like man. having all my uh, I hate that shit, shit public, bro. You no, no me? disrespect. I think it's great when people are good at utilizing that to their benefit, but. I mean, I think that shit, if without them, I wouldn't be interested in anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. And I mean, it. <laughs> It helps me figure that shit out because that's not me, man, you know? Yeah. But, I, but at the same time, it's like it's a part of it, you know? For sure. At some point, niggas gonna have to... But then, like, bro, like, I was thinking, like, nigga, like, do I have to... You know, you remember when, like, uh, it was, like, 2017 and then all that clout shit was going on and niggas from the Sean Cloud scene was blowing the fuck up, you know what I mean? And everything was just out there. And niggas were doing anything they can for attention. Felt like a simulation. It felt like a simulation. <laughs> it still does, especially for the amount of ones that have passed or maybe the careers died or they got filthy fucking rich and there's no one cares anymore. You feel me? Yeah. Like, or it's, it's a lot, you know what I mean? And then, you know, you see that shit and a lot of niggas were like, damn, maybe that's what I need to be on. Maybe that's the way, you feel me? Maybe No Jumper will change my life forever and I should just try to get their attention you feel me but then like you see other niggas with careers that um, you know it works on their time yeah, like, a, exactly. like a fucking Larry June or a fucking Currency or yeah, currency you know JPEG Mafia just niggas you know they don't gotta share fans with other people they could go on their own tour by them fucking selves you feel me exactly and I think that like getting there takes longer it does like get it the SoundCloud route the not the SoundCloud route, but that that chase that clout chasing route, you mm. know, um, focused on trends and things like that. Like that's cool, but the artists that all all those artists that you named are artists that like took the time to like really build their sound, you know, mm. and they they went the opposite route that other people went. And when you're going the path le- the path less traveled, like it's gonna take longer. You know, to get where the fuck you want to be, but it's worth it in the long run because it's it's a hundred percent you. It's definitely you know? worth it. And then you know, I feel like niggas can uh, do our best not to get fucked because people take whatever deals get put in front of their faces and God shit speak. like that. You feel yeah, me? And, for real. and it it gets hard when you just imagine not being able to put music out right now, like before you get to really get on, you get shelved or some shit. You feel me? Like I just can't that's see my myself. Worst nightmare ever being in that position i can't see myself putting myself in that position you know like there's no amount of money you know (laughs) and honestly the amount of money the higher the amount like the less i am to take it because then i know i'm worth 10 times that oh of course and i already know that you know you just affirmed it (laughs) can't nobody pay me to fuck me (laughs) not over here (laughs) you feel me nah but look i'm I don't know. I guess I'm running out of shit to talk about. But this that's was good, okay. Man. This was me? good, man. We've been in this bitch for an hour. For real. We uh, did the thing. And and you know what I'm excited about is what you got coming up next. Cause I know you got that album. Uh, and then you got this shit. 
I guess by the time this comes out, it'll be already out. Yeah, but you got your project. What's can you talk to me about that? It's, yeah. it's blessed, but it's eight one three three five five. Yeah, and that's you and Oreo Jones and Moose or DMA Moose Moose, Moose. Said, said Karn. Yeah, said, I don't know what to call them. Help call me. them all three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But can you just talk to me about this album real quick and uh, yeah, 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 man. So we uh we put we put out a record together and mm-hmm. it's coming out on uh People Records, which is an amazing uh creative label um based out of berlin and uh bloomington mm-hmm. and uh they're awesome uh and they're gonna put out this record for us and really grateful for it we recorded it in three days with matt Riefler, our engineer Fuck yeah. the dog um, i still can't believe that you do shit like that bro i could not record something in three days and like it came out so crispy bro and yeah, like man. that whole album sounds like an acid trip. It is, man. I'm I'm so stoked for people to hear it. It's uh it comes out right now in two days. Um, it'll already be out when this airs. But I'm really excited about it. The boys are excited. I think it's gonna be a great move for us. I think it's gonna help us get in some new doors and uh, I think it's help some new opportunities arise. You know, mm-hmm. uh, definitely in that experiment of lane that we was talking about. Yeah, man. I think we, it, it's a great lane for us. For real, it's a really great lane for us, and I think that the they they believe in this record so much, you know, mm-hmm. like this group didn't exist, you know, technically when this label signed us, and they just believed in the music that much that they were just like, you know, we know what we can do with this, and uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Fuck yeah, I'm excited too, bro. Thank you. Do you know when your when your tape with Bobby's coming? Yeah, man. Uh, Cinephile is gonna drop July 18th. Yeah. Uh, and really excited about it. After that, we're gonna drop the sequel to it, Synthetic. And I got uh, I got Barty Strange on that record. Got Stove Got Cooks on that record. Nice. Um, got you on that record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's gonna be a good one. And then after that, we're gonna drop the third one, which is Cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, so y'all niggas is just building up. So y'all just, ready for it? The plan, we the plan is to just fucking roll it out, man. Yeah, like, you know, just keep these lanes open. Still, we're me and Bless gonna drop more shit after the album drops later this year. You know, um, me and Overslept gonna drop another record later this year, mm-hmm. and we just gonna keep it pushing. You know, fuck yeah, bro. Shit, and I know you already got you got so much crazy shit coming, bro. You've been no, just a little song, little song, sound like brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Nah, I'm excited for all that shit you got coming, brother. Thank you, man. And uh, we for need real. to work on some more music together as well. We need to take at least a four or five. Bro, you know well, yeah, we're going to get one in. Like, we gonna, 2022, we're going to get one in. Because, man, when we when we get to recording together, nigga, it's like, it's like niggas fighting. But yeah. like, can't punch each other in the face, but we can kick, though. <laughs> for real, it's like... <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, man, the competition level, the competition, like, energy is, like, strong, but it's, like, it's healthy. It's you know? healthy. It's like, it's like the, uh, the track we did a few weeks ago, wasn't it, where we were going back and forth? Yeah. You know? That it's shit like, was, like, a month ago. Had Maybe like, two. I don't fucking know anymore. Yeah, it was like, I, I, I took four bars, you took four bars, you know? But, like, trading off like that, it's like, it's like, all right, this nigga think he about to like snap <laughs> like that. Like, 
All right, bro. I was like, this nigga, when you was like, oh, for real? And then you deleted your shit and said it right. I was like, no. Hell no. Real shit, bro. I was like, this nigga's not about to do that. Yeah, but like, that's, bro, that's what it's all about. And like, you know what? I got like a vision of the future that I ain't going to say on here. But it would be tight if niggas could, could do something. You know what I mean? Just keep the collaboration going and keep this whole, um, you know, sometimes it feels like destiny, like the way we met yeah. and like the way we got this far. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like still this far is still me, you and Raylan. Still going. You feel me? It's kind of weird. Still creating, still making. And not only that, I think the, the the best thing for me, like, is like knowing that I'm making the best music of my life still. Mm-hmm. Like every track that I make, I feel like it's better than the next one. Even if I don't like it later on or, you know, it dies down faster than others, it's like I can still hear progression in every track. And I think for that sure. that's like, you know, that's special for sure. That shit was it. That's what it's all about, right? Yes, man. Absolutely, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Appreciate you, man. For hey, real. Hey, man. Well, we could go ahead and wrap this motherfucker up, man. Hey, look, tell the people, man, man, tell the people your socials, my brother. Yeah, man. Uh, at Sirius Black, S-I-R-I-U-S-B-L-V-C-K. Wait. And that's... Uh, I forgot to ask you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? About your name, because they always be on our ass about this Harry Potter yes, shit, bro. bro. They really do, bro. <laughs> that shit was not. That oh. shit was not. Yo, <laughs> everybody thinks that we're all right. For the record, I am a huge Harry Potter. I love fan. Harry Potter. Yes, and I need all of them. Like I just need all the movies on DVD. I've never like binge watched them yet. Like. When I seen them, it's just when they was dropping. But I I read all the books so many times, like I don't even need the movies. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I was a big fan when I was younger, and yeah, man, that just kind of stuck. You know, that's one of those things. What was, what was the day that you came up with that? Uh, you remember? I was, I was. It started off as a joke in a way, because I was watching Prisoner of Azkaban, and uh, I forget, but somebody was like. You know what would be a dope rap name? Serious Black. I had no idea that it really came from this. And I was like, damn, that is a hard rap name. <laughs> and when I was working on all these songs, those demos, uh, it just kind of stuck. It made sense. I was like, that's crazy. It's hard. I was like, and then and then I've kind of I've ha- I've had a love hate relationship with it since then. I know you tried you to know? change your name at one point. I did. I tried to change it, and then I was just like, that's not gonna work. Don't do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just. Hammer down, stick with it, and it, I think it works now. Hell yeah! yeah I think man. I've, Stand I've, on it. I've came in. I've, I've. This is the hill that I've planted my flag on. <laughs> I'm fucking die here. Fuck it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I saw the, the video that you had. They got on no jumper, and like one of the top comments was like, "Oh, I was." looking up shit about Hogwarts or something and this was recommended. <laughs> I was like, hell no. Nah. <laughs> hell yeah. All right, yeah. Me. So to the people, man, follow my boy, Sirius Black. It's Sirius, B-L-V-C-K. It's on everything, right? Yes, sir. And uh, man, tap in with my brother, man. Uh, make sure y'all go listen to uh, my favorite albums by him. It's uh, Light, Light in the Attic, L-I-T-A, and Nightcrawler. It's really, really, really amazing music. Thanks. And uh, man, man, Tell the people goodbye, my brother. Hey, bro. 
I appreciate you, man. For real. You my brother, man. I'm glad we finally got to sit down and just shoot this shit, bro. For real. We about to roll some dice real quick. Yeah, nigga, I need to smoke. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, 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 <laughs> man, bye. <laughs>